Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome back to our continuing series on parent self-care. Today is the soothing episode, as Ariel said right before (laughs) we started. She says, Matt, go go deep. Go low. (laughs) Talk about being cool. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about um, continuing with the idea of self-care and moving on to mental health. Ariel, clarify the mental health what does it mean? What are we talking about? Yeah. So what we wanted to face to, to base this episode on is, you know, prioritizing mental health uh, of you as the parent and educator, because you're, you know, you're half of this partnership and that we shouldn't forget about how we are feeling, right? We're really keyed into our kids' emotional state mm-hmm. and, and their mental state. Are they getting overwhelmed? Are they getting too stressed or having anxieties with their lessons? But we need to remember to think about ourselves too. We're not going to go into today, uh, you know, I, I have a, an anxiety disorder. Uh, I've sought a lot of professional help for that, which I'm very mm-hmm. thankful for. And we'll get into that a little bit. But we're really not basing this on, you know, anxiety or depression that, you know, you need outside assistance for, which is totally valid. What we wanted to come up with today and talk about is those normal anxieties and stresses and the overwhelming feelings that we can get as homeschool parents and how we can, some ideas of how we can try to alleviate that kind of day to day. So we don't want any of this to sound like, oh, you know, you're, you're having issues with anxiety or depression, you know, hey, take a day off. Uh, hey, take a bubble bath, you know. Go, that's, sp- go split some wood in the backyard. Whatever, right? That's not obviously, you know, if, if there's an issue that you're having, um, you know, you need to care for yourself and, and get the right help for that. What we wanted to talk about, though, is that I, I feel like as, as moms and dads, but especially as moms, I mean, let's be, let's be honest with ourselves, ladies, we're really hard on ourselves. We are, we are very tough on ourselves. We have a lot of mom guilt. That's a real thing. <laughs> and I think that when we take this homeschooling on our shoulders, we are completely responsible for our kids' education. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of pressure and stress that comes with that. And I know from talking, I know myself, even though I'm not the primary homeschool parent, um, I'm just the planner. <laughs> but I know from talking with a lot of my friends who are homeschooling too, they have so much anxiety and stress about the process of homeschooling yeah. that kind of underlies. They're happy with it. They know it's right for their kids. It's right for their families, but they do take a lot on themselves. And so that's what we really wanted to talk about today was some ideas for the day-to-day and how you can keep yourself in uh, balance and not let yourself get overwhelmed or overstressed on your homeschooling journey. So, you know, prior, to, you said talked a lot about prioritizing that mental health with you know, you as the parent, as the, as the forefront, you know, are there, there's obviously some, some downsides if you are not running at peak performance. 
Right. You know, your homeschool can suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, your relationships with your kids can suffer. Exactly. Your relationships with your spouse, your relationship with your spouse and your friends. Yeah. Um, if you're not in a good place yourself, it can all kind of start to deteriorate, yeah. which is why it's really important that we find the right balance for ourselves. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about the details. Let's talk a little bit about your, your own journey. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I come from a long line of overthinker, um, uh, women and men with anxiety, yeah. um, with probably diagnosable anxiety disorders. I don't know. <laughs> None of the older women in my family are very uh, fond of professional help. So, uh, but I'm sure it's totally clinical. Um, I I started suffering panic attacks when I was about 10 years old. Yeah, right. So, uh, and I grew out of those eventually. Maybe by the time I was 13 or so, and then in college I had kind of a traumatic experience out on a. I got I got really sick at sea, uh, of uh, doing a semester a work trip at sea, and it was really traumatic. And I threw right back into having a, a very crippling anxiety disorder. Yeah, and that, that that hung around for a long time. It did. When I met you, I mean, when we met, I I couldn't even go out on a date at night. Yeah. Because I was so. Um, I just had so many issues with that. And as I got my own job after college and I started, I had mental health support. I I went out and I got a really great therapist and we worked uh, for several years with her and she was fantastic. Um, And then we worked a lot to have some really good experiences and um, mostly kind of put that away. And then I got pregnant with our first daughter and then that kind of threw me right back into being very anxious about now being a mom and and being being a mom to a daughter and knowing that, I have a little bit of a rocky relationship sometimes with my mother and mm-hmm. her anxiety definitely triggers mine. And so me not wanting to pass this genetics on, you know, and this anxiety issues on to my, my daughter. So I, I found another counselor because we were in a new state. So I had to you know find the right person. And sometimes it can take some time to find the right person. You may have to try a few people on for size to yeah. find the right person to work with. But um, I got some really great support. Uh, and then last summer, uh, I kind of fell back into feeling really anxious again. I, I had another episode where I got sick and, yep. um, you didn't, and feel, you didn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I got some food poisoning and, and I was I kind of trapped in a situation. I had my daughter with me and I didn't want her to see me have a panic attack. And yeah. it, it was a, it was kind of a bad situation. And I had to, again, go out and seek some more counseling, yep. um, and had a few sessions with a counselor and really tried to work through those issues. So when I talk about, uh, feeling anxious and yeah. the stressors, it's a very personal thing for me. And I know you've been just over the top amazing our entire marriage. And even when we were dating about supporting me in this five-star husband, five-star husband. Um, yes. Would recommend. <laughs> would recommend. Uh, so even though I have, and, and we've, we've talked about this, I have zero understanding of yeah, personal understanding, personal understanding because like, you're a super calm um, nothing really ruffles your feathers. You don't get that way at all. And, and yeah. I come from like a long line of anxiety. Yeah. A lot of times I've just like, I have to turn my head and go, okay, they're going through something that I, I can't even understand, but right. I, I can be helpful right. in getting you through that. And how can you be supportive? And yeah. you're always very supportive. So when I talk about anxiety and, and I see this mom guilt kind of cropping up in friends, they don't have anxiety to the level that I have anxiety, yeah, right. but, um, I see it's I, I see the fringes yeah. of the same behavior behavior and, and the same issues and and and, and so yeah. it's always really personal for me not wanting that to not wanting that to grow 
and not wanting that to fester and yeah. wanting uh, all of those folks to feel properly supported. And when another mom talks to me about feeling overwhelmed or feeling stressed or, you know, she's the, anxious the, about, is she teaching the mom, her? The, the idea of the mom guilt. The mom guilt. Is she, is she teaching enough? I always just want to be really soothing and um, affirming. So I want mm-hmm. you all to feel that too that we know our children best and we are mm-hmm. doing the best we can for our kids. And if you are having any of these struggles, you are absolutely not weak. Yeah. You should not feel guilt. It's not your fault. It's not, it's not your fault. It just, it's, it's something that comes with us. And I think the more that we care, the more that I, I tend to have a, an overanalyzing nature. And I think that's true. A lot of women, we analyze a lot. We think, we think and we feel very deeply. And that means that we take a lot on ourselves. So, you know, let's, try to kind of put that aside a little bit. I just wanted to give you guys grounding and kind of where I'm coming at this yeah, is, right. is very personal for me. And I want to talk about some of the things that help me on anxious days and that I, I've you know shared with and had other people share with me, yeah. other homeschoolers, things that help them get through those days when they're stressed or even normal stresses, normal anxieties, not maybe to the level that I have. Um, yeah. And kind of what, what's worked for them and just some ideas to, to get you thinking. Absolutely. So first one is, you have this idea of, you know, getting support from other homeschool parents and enrichment teachers. So, you know, these people are going through the same thing you're right. going through right now, right? This is the find your tribe yeah. total that, that this bullet is you have to find those people that are going through this with you because that strength and that support. I, I know a lot of homeschool parents um, through our parent partnership, but I recently became involved with a homeschool Girl Scout troop yep. and the relationships that I'm building with those other moms and it's there's a comfort there yeah. in knowing that we're all kind of, you know, in that same boat and seeing that. And I think that you need to you need to find those people. And whether it's the a homeschool parent or the enrichment teacher at your your daughter or son's art class or whoever mm-hmm. it is, I think you need to find the right uh, the right people that can kind of you know be in those trenches with you. Yeah, that's kind of the band your brother band of brothers type of idea. Finding those people that you know, support you and that are supportive, right? And, you know, that could obviously be other homeschool teachers, but, you know, it could be friends, family, other colleagues and whatnot, maybe going through similar experiences. Right. Yeah. And and really surrounding ourselves with people who are supportive. This is a really tough one, especially yeah. I, I said, I sometimes have a rocky relationship with my mom. Um, and I know that some of you do, and some of you have a, a mom or a mother-in-law or something who's not very supportive of your homeschool journey, or maybe yeah. that's a sister well, or all heard it, right? a we've friend. All, we've all heard those stories. Right? We have. If you're feeling stress, uh, oh, I get the same stories. I see the same things online about stay-at-home dads too. Like there's absolutely. a huge, you know, huge stigma around that. Like, why aren't you working? Why don't right? You What's go back? wrong with you? Yeah, you know, yeah. was your wife make more money and what? Yeah. You can't hack it. Yeah, no, I mean, I well, feel well, like they you, feel you like make, you make more money than I do, and it really upsets me. <laughs> and it has driven me to to raise children. <laughs> I just, but I think they kind of they do assume a bit yeah. with stay-at-home dads that maybe like. I'm a bum or something. You were a bum or you couldn't hack it or whatever. And then your wife's working, which is like totally the opposite. (laughs) One of us is much better prepared to be patient and to be a wonderful educator. And one of us is much more prepared to not. And so, you know, it's like these roles are correct for us. And and whatever roles that you've decided for your family, whatever structure you've decided for your family or how you're going to raise your kids, one of the best pieces of advice I can say is 
try your best not to surround yourself with people that don't support you yeah. because they only add to all of your like little insecurities or feelings of guilt or worry. Those people just amplify it. And so yeah. there are, there are definitely times when my mom's anxiety about stuff with our kids, yeah. like ratchets me up when I decide to kind of, maybe I'm going to distance myself for a couple of weeks, or maybe I'm not going to talk about some certain topics that I might have insecurities with, because I know that that's not going to be healthy and supportive for me. So really surround yourself with people that are going to support you as much as possible. We can't choose our family. um, But having the right people by your side makes all the difference. It does because there's so many elements of homeschooling that requires us to be continu- continuously vigilant about things like the so you know the you know pick all the general concerns about homeschooling. Right. Socialization, getting into college, making friends, all the grand, you know the grand things that we're always The things everyone worries about. That we're always focused on. The, the, the society worries about homeschoolers. Yeah, and, and there's always concerns about everything, right? Like if you sent your kid to a normal public school, there would be concerns about bullying or mm-hmm. safety or Absolutely. getting through school or getting their homework done or getting good grades. You know, everybody has these type of concerns and if you could imagine in any cir- circumstance where you are trying to focus on you know, solving these com- common problems, you don't need somebody coming in there and reminding you always about those common problems because you're working right. to make sure that that those, those things don't happen. Right. It's right. like, you know, right now, well, we're doing better with it, but you know, let's say last year we were struggling a little bit with our daughter learning to read. Mm-hmm. You know, you were a little bit insecure about that piece of it. Like, am I doing the right thing by her? Am I using the right curriculum? Am I using the right methods? Is there something else I should be doing? Am I I a bad teacher? Right. Right. Should I be getting her different resources or um, am I pushing too hard or Mm -hmm. whatever or not enough? If you have somebody there who's like, boy, why is your kid not reading yet? That's really weird. You know, that's just going to add to your Continuing to point out the obvious you know, not that it's a problem, but continuously to point out the thing that you're working on, right? Right. Yeah, it's like somebody sitting over your shoulder and micromanaging what you're doing. It's it you can just get frustrating, and you don't need those type of people. Right, and it just adds that. to your stress. Absolutely, you know, like, and that, that that's interesting too because a lot of times with that stress of who's around you and what they're saying can devi- can bring your mind away from the important aspect, which is the homeschooling, right? And, and why you decided yeah, to do and it. Yeah, and a lot of times you want to, you know, a good way to do that is kind of reconnect with the, the first principles of why you chose right. to homeschool. Your, your purpose, you yeah, know, a lot of times what was when, it that led you here? A lot of times when you're doing something that's really meaningful to you, you know, whether it is, you know, getting fit, like we talked about the last couple of weeks, or something like homeschooling or a hobby or, you know, mental health um, stuff with like your anxiety, you very often have to reconnect with why these things are important, why I need to alleviate those because you need to understand, okay, what would be my life otherwise? We've done this thought experiment a number of times with like, you know, maybe I should just go back to work. You know, I, you know, it it would would make, it would make, it would make things easier. We'd have financially financially and, and all these and career wise and, and, you know, retirement wise and all, all these great things would come from it. But you know, what would I be losing mm-hmm. by doing this? And so constantly reconnecting. And every time I've gone, had gone through that thought experiment, I always come back and say, it's not worth it. Like, right. I would really feel like I'm, I'm hurting my kids by not being with them to do these right. things. We yeah. feel that the connection that we have with our yeah. children is it, so, is, is in so our important. our situation, that's not a, a critique on anybody else's no, situation. No, no, not I, at all. I would feel like I would be missing out on something that's very important. And then the relationship mm-hmm. that we're building together, this whole experience that we're crafting, 
would be lost. Right. And what would what would be replacing that? And it would be an uncertainty and all that stuff. So. so, and I think that that's one of those things when you're having one of those days when you're really struggling, you know, to get the kids motivated or you're feeling like you're not doing, you yeah. know, you're failing as a teacher or whatever it is that's really stressing you. Reconnecting with like, why are we here? What are the joys of homeschool, right? That mm-hmm. time with my kids, that connection with them, you know, seeing those aha moments, whatever it yeah. is that, that really grounds you in your homeschool journey those are things to reconnect with and reconnecting with things is another way of saying you know seeking the gratitude in what you're doing every single day yeah and understanding that you know gratitude towards the life you have the children you have the experiences that you're cultivating with homeschooling but also understanding you know the work that you're putting into it and being thankful for the hard work you have done, like, and the know. growth. I mean, yeah. you've been a homeschool educator now for the past four well, decade, years, at least a decade, <laughs> basically three and a half, round, four years. You round up, you know, you know, from the time she was in preschool. And I have seen you grow so much as an educator in this time period. Sure. And so I think you're right. You gotta, we have to be thankful for that. We have to be thankful for our freedom and our flexibility to do what we think is right for our mm-hmm. kids. And, and just keeping those in mind can help us, think past maybe feelings of being inadequate or guilt or stress about, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing, all of this. Yeah. You know, if you're having that stress and you're having that guilt, you know, you're doing the gratitude, but maybe sometimes you may want to have, you know, need to take a few days off. I mean, we all talk about vacations. I mean, heck, there's a two day vacation built into every single week for, (laughs) you know, the people who go out and work. Is that what you call it? I would say, you know, it's a weekend. So for me, it, that's seven <laughs> days a week. I call that laundry time. I, I live on, <laughs> I live on <laughs> continuous vacation. No, no, absolutely not. But taking some time off, seeking that kind of comfort time. We've talked about this before in, you know, some of our episodes in the past about, you know, dealing with struggles and, and, and frustrations. Right. And not even things that are homeschool related, yeah. right? You've got other stressors in your life. You're not soul, your soul, um, Ethos is not a homeschool. Is not right, right. Yeah. You're you also. Punch, I wonder if I wish I could just punch the ticket. You know, at eight right. eight thirty in the morning, punch out at four thirty, and be like, "Hey guys, hey, you're, you're on your own." You're also a parent all the time. Yeah. You're also, uh, you know, a spouse, uh, a, yeah. a friend, a brother or sister, a daughter or son. Right? You have. Uh, you, maybe you you a handyman a chef maybe you're an employee an or an paid uber driver and or an employer right <laughs> you have other things in your life that are really stressful you know earlier this year we we did have a death in our family and mm-hmm. that was incredibly stressful and yeah, there it were derailed a, a lot of things for us it yeah. did it derailed some of our plans for homeschool and there were a couple of days where you said hey have you have you planned the next thing and i was like you know i actually just need a couple of days yeah. and we just we just said you know that's okay so it doesn't have to even you know, it can come from outside your homeschooling sphere. Mm-hmm. But if you feel that you're not performing at your best, maybe it's okay to have a fun day. Take the kids to the park. Yeah. Take them to the Play around. Whatever, yeah. You know, watch, cuddle skate, up and watch some movies. And... Go for a walk. Maybe you just need that time to kind of refocus and recenter. Doesn't make you a bad homeschool parent for needing some time every once in a while. Well, Give yourself the time that you need. And, and sometimes it's the time, but sometimes we may need to change a little bit of the expectations of what we are trying to accomplish. Right. You may need to say, you know, we talked a maybe little. Maybe you're bit, pushing too hard. Maybe we, you're a first-year homeschooler we, and you're pushing yourself well, to do something crazy we, that we, you can't accomplish. We ran into this acutely that you know we were doing the prehistory and we were trying to finish here towards the end of March, and. You know, we had so many illnesses and the death in the family and all these challenges. And we were like, 
I just don't know if we're going to make it at that time. But mm-hmm. then, you know, maybe you have to move out an expectation of when you will finish something and maybe that pushes out something else or, oh, I'm not moving as fast in this math curriculum as I thought. Maybe I need to pull some other of the mm-hmm. extracurricular stuff that we're doing. Maybe I'm doing too much of those things and maybe we can focus more on here. You know, thinking about how you can change those expectations is like another way of you know, reducing the stress, reducing right. the anxiety. Maybe you thought, hey, we were going to do, with our parent partnership, for example, we have yeah. to say, we have to tell them how much in uh, reading and math we're, we think we're going to yes, do by we week. Were, we were talking about this the other day. Right. Yeah. And we did a pretty good job in math. In fact, we went, we did more than we, we uh, committed to do. Well, but in reading... Come, we may come in just where we think we came in. I think so. Yeah. But yeah, but the reading, yeah, the reading is like a little bit rocky. Yeah. Maybe we signed up for a bit too much and I had to have that conversation with uh, the teacher that we work with at our parent partnership to say, you know, we're doing all about reading and stuff, but it's going a little bit slower than we planned. We've had a few things come up and I think we may need to recalibrate our, uh, you know, expectations. At, at work, we have objectives. We have yearly objectives. And we put out what we think we're going to do and the metrics that we're going to be judged against. But then something could come up during the year that derails that or changes that for good reason. Yeah. And, you know, my manager and I sit down again and we look at those objectives and go, okay, this is this was right in January, but it's June and that's not right yeah, anymore. It's like changing expectations, changing the amount of time you have for something. Right. It's okay to together. change your plans if you need to do that because it's not a sustainable solution. And speaking about plans, you know, when you change those expectations, sometimes you need to be a little bit more rigid in what you're doing. You know, maybe have a little bit more planning, a little bit more thought. Right. Sometimes bit, you can feel like you're floundering yeah, without like a, a good doing. plan. Yeah, every day I'm I'm scrambling and I feel like I'm running by the you know the seat. I don't know pants. if the kids are learning anything. I feel yeah. like we're just you know floating in the wind. Maybe you a little bit more routine. You need to add helpful, more routine. Yeah. Conversely, maybe you have so much routine you need to add more flexibility. Yeah. So really think about if you're feeling. And we're talking about not occasional stress, but mm-hmm. if you're feeling some daily stress or daily anxieties with your homeschool, maybe you need to play around with, you know, what you've signed up for or your routine, maybe change your approach a little bit yeah. to, you know, give yourself that grace. I think we just need yeah. to all be a little less hard on ourselves. Yeah, maybe remove a, an activity, a, a sport or an extracurricular. Right. Maybe you've overcommitted. Take, take a few months off of dance class to, to reduce your schedule, to kind of come back into that normal setting, right. whatever that might be. And keep the most important pieces. Yes, exactly. And, you know, even you may even go the opposite route and say, we need to have a little bit more fun, a little bit more filler activities. Sometimes I feel like personally when I'm homeschooling my daughter – that I'm too, you know, I'm too, it's school time and I don't have as much fun with them as I would mm-hmm. want to, you know, the other day I just came down and there was some music playing and I just started dancing with my oldest and mm-hmm. they, they just like started giggling because I came down and I said, I, I don't think I've had, I don't think I've made them laugh enough yesterday. I want to like start the day out right. Yeah. It's great. Know, let's have some fun activity. Let's do something fun. Let's chase each other. That's just, good endorphins too, yeah, dancing and it's just great. Re-engaging and, you know, having a little bit more filler activities. Like the other day I said, well, you know what? I'll dial back a little bit of homeschool. The weather's really nice. It hasn't rained in a day or so. I know the skate park is going to be wide open. There's going to be no kids there. It's going to be dry. I'll pack up the stuff in the car. 
if I can get homeschooling done at 930, let's get those kids to the skate park and they can go scooting on their scooters mm-hmm. and have a great time. And they did. They just had a blast. I think that's great. You know, you, you're you leaving the flexibility to put some fun in, inject some fun. The other thing is that you may need to have some activities planned for your kids that are waiting in the wings yeah. for those times when mommy needs a half hour. Yeah. To myself, yep. without somebody saying, mommy, mommy, well, mommy, mommy, mommy. And, and at the skate park, what, what do I do? I get to walk around the skate park, get my steps in. I got my headphones in. I'm listening to an audiobook. I'm watching the kids skate, and they're having an absolute blast. Right. And I get a little bit of a break. Right. Yeah. The pressure has been removed. I can I can re- release it. Maybe you got to take a phone call. Maybe answer some emails. Maybe listen to a podcast like Homeschool Together because you've subscribed. You know? Those are the type of things where you can like say, okay, I'm going to take a little bit of time off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give myself a little bit of a recharge and then I'm going to come back to it. Because I remember after that skate park thing, I mean, that's just one example, right? I came back, the kids were way more happy. I got right into prehistory when we got home and we watched some videos and I made lunch and they had a really great day because they got this really fun thing that, that mm-hmm. they you know didn't even know was coming. I just kind of said, hey guys, we're going to the skate park what we're going to the skate park and we you know blah blah blah. we're super excited and just having that filler activity come out of nowhere like just right. brighten the day for everybody and you know i'm outside getting sun getting some vitamin d um it was really nice got to even take the jacket off it was so warm it was really fantastic and so like think about having these type of like filler activities to help loosen you up right and you know maybe sometimes you need to say we do this to our kids maybe even a couple times a week Hey kids, you can watch something on PBS Kids. Yep. And we're just going to sit in here and we're going to talk together, maybe reconnect yeah. about what's going on during the day. <laughs> right where we're sitting right now. You're sitting in that chair. I'm sitting on this bench and we'll just be able to talk while we're <laughs> Yeah, we'll be like, kids, you can go watch one Work It Out Wombats. Just daddy and I just need to just hash out a few things for a, mo- a moment, <laughs> yeah. you know, because I'm, I'm starting to feel stressed. I don't know what our plan is for tomorrow or, or this yeah. weekend or whatever it is. And that's okay. Like I... I remember before becoming a parent, I would always kind of think like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to run my kids through McDonald's. I'm not going to be that parent. I'm not going to be the parent that sticks my kid in front of the TV because I just, you know, I use the TV as a babysitter. You know, I remember feeling this very superior, you know, late 20s, don't have well, children that's, thing. That's the classic Mike Tyson thing. Uh, you know, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel like as a parent, as you know, living it and, and, the, and the constancy, it's a 24-7, exactly. 365 job, right? And will be forever um, because they're, you know, you're always thinking about your kids. Yeah. It's okay to say, why don't you guys go watch something for a few minutes? Don't let that give you guilt as well. Because yeah. at first it did. It, I did feel bad. I feel like, oh my gosh, I am using this television right now to entertain my kids. Yeah. And I don't feel bad about that anymore. It's I not know. like they watch hours of TV a day, but sometimes I, I need a few minutes. Well, and it, you need a few minutes. And there are plenty of times when you're like, I just, girls, I just, I just want you go watch a show. Exactly. And that's okay. And that is an okay. okay thing. And to, to do that as a scheduled thing to, you know, do some, do your own hobby, you can easily just say, go watch some TV and go sit in the room and knit. Or maybe I'll sit down at the computer and get, you know, three or 400 words on my latest story. Or maybe you're going to say, hey, watch this show. Don't leave the couch. 
daddy's going to leave the door open in the garage. And I'm just going to go bang out a bunch of pull-ups and push-ups, right? And Well, this is your hobby. That's my hobby. But, but for you, know, you as listening at home, you guys may have something else. Like, right. Hey, Sometimes I just want to sit in the quiet and read. Exactly. You know, there are times, and, and I, I stage manage community theater. And so we work that out. I have my schedule put down in Google Calendar. We've talked about it in advance. Sometimes it makes things a little tight with the work that we're doing at home and I have my job. It's like I come home from work, I'm home for a short period of time and then I've got to go to rehearsal. But it's a short period of time. It's only a few weeks every few months that I, you know, I have to really put this work into and it nourishes my soul. It really does in my mind. Um, it gives me something to to tackle that, uh, you know, I have more control over and it's a good creative challenge. And so if you don't have a hobby, find something that, you know, helps put you in a, a calm place, you know, that's good, that nourishes you, um, body and soul, and and then find time for that, even if it's just a little bit of time that you can carve out, um, but make that time for yourself because it's important. Speaking about time to yourself, also talking with your spouse, I, I, I know this is something that we do a lot and we will, you know, essentially debrief each other on on our day at the end of the day and yeah share what the challenge is you know find out what your you know what was your challenges of the day what was mine see if you can solve those problems or just have somebody to sound your just the vent right it'd be a sounding board right because sometimes i feel like you know in in most homeschooling families i think it's true that you have one parent who is primarily educating and the other who is working yeah. and so there can sometimes be this ships passing in the night in terms of your homeschool where, you know, the homeschool parent may not feel very supportive because the working parent, they've been working all day, they're busy, right? And then they yeah. get home and they're just having fun with the kids and they're, and they're maybe not supporting that and not intentionally not supporting it, but you're busy, right? And, and, and likewise, the parent who's working, they don't know what you're doing at home with the kids. And so yeah. this time is really important for us to just sit together and say, how's it going? And you're like, oh man, today was really great with reading. I want to share that joy with you and and share with your spouse. Or, oh my gosh, I was just about ready to strangle the children because they would not stop kicking each other during math. You know, like, (laughs) I mean, whatever it is, I feel like that time to to connect and involve each other in what's going on is really important. I mean, I'm so thankful that I'm home a couple of days a week working remotely because I get more connection. And because Mm -hmm. we do this podcast, we talk about our homeschooling a lot, but I know for a lot of families that can be really a a real struggle that the parent who's homeschooling may feel like they're kind of on their own. And so, you know, find that time to share and, and have that connection. You know, with those struggles, sometimes we have to stay present in the moment. Um, that's so tough. Understand that, you know, this challenge is now it is going to be over in 10 minutes or it may need to be resolved later. And that is something you may need to say to yourself. Hey, I can't, I can't solve this problem right now, but I can, I can live through it. I can be stoic and and manage my emotions through this. And later tonight, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to really think about, you know, how do I approach reading with my child or how mm-hmm. do I approach better these these books? How do I captivate their imagination? I cannot solve this problem right now. I'm going to have to put it off a little bit later. And that's an okay thing to do is just to say, hey, this problem is not something I can manage right now or I can't, I can't solve this problem. I'm going to manage it. I'm going to keep my emotions mm-hmm. in check. I'm going to try and get ourselves through these moments, whatever the challenge might be. And, you know, as homeschoolers, we know there's myriads of challenges you could face on a daily basis. 
I'm going to schedule a little bit of time tonight where I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to think about this problem. Or I'm going to talk to my spouse, as we kind of said earlier, the soundboard. Absolutely. But if you don't have that soundboard, maybe you need to sit down and think about it. Maybe you just need to go and look up some Pinterest things and, and say, okay, I need to get some activities or some worksheets or something that, that can help me some with this new problem. Ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think one of the one of the challenges about being a homeschooling parent is when you're having a moment where you are anxious or you are really stressed or frustrated, um, you feel overwhelmed. We don't get the kind of, um, breaks from our kids that yeah. parents who send their kids to public school get right they take their kids to public school they or, or they get picked up from the bus and then they yeah. see them later and they had time at work and they had they had time apart right yeah. our kids are seeing all of our emotions and so i know that that's one thing for me that i'm really cognizant of is i don't want i don't want my kids to not see what it looks like to work through stress because i do want them to see that and work through some normal anxieties but I, I don't want to have a panic attack in front of my kids either. Um, and sometimes I need that time to process, but my kids are with me all day. So, yeah. you know, like when do you process? Yeah. And I, and this idea of scheduling time for later is a technique that I learned years ago in therapy, which was great. It was like, I, I'm really stressed about this right now. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to schedule five minutes to think about this later yeah. or whatever it is and to worry about this later and kind of putting that off and going like, okay, I, I'll deal with that then there's a calming that comes from that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you don't have the time in the moment to work it out, I think that's a wonderful suggestion to put it, put it sometime later, plan it, that. Yeah. So, so you do the planning in the future, you maybe, Hey, I have to push this off. But a lot of times in those moments, we can feel the anxiety, you know, ripping through us mm -hmm. and we need to manage that in the moment. And we yeah. need to know that, you know, what are the calming strategies that we can you know, right. implement that can help us get through those moments. What, what happens when you are so frustrated that yeah. you're you're shaking because your your child and knows we, this information? We've, we've all been there. Every single parent listening knows they've been there. Right. It's 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 shocking how frustrated a six year old can make you. <laughs> well, right. And and sometimes it's academically when yeah. you know that they know it and they're being purposely kind of obtuse like, about we were it. Playing bingo today and yeah, like, like our daughter couldn't read like sixteen uh, and eighteen. She was like. She she got six wrong. She I, said it was one. I'm we like, were like, what, what is going on? Today we were writing something yeah. and I said C and she had to look up at the alphabet to know how to make the letter C. I didn't tell you about that earlier, but that oh happened earlier. And I was like, oh, I'm glad dad's not here for this. You know, and so there's those <laughs> moments when we're really frustrated about something academic. But there's moments, especially with, with you know, multiple with, with siblings where you have them just purposely antagonizing each oh, other absolutely ripping into each other it's unbelievable right and you're you're trying to just one of them's picking at the other one one of them's kicking the other one they're calling each other one's names leaning across the table to look right into their face while the ones you know doing the Khan academy kids and you're just like what are you doing yeah, you're just doing this to be what purposely you when you watch one kid be purposely mean to the other kid and it's so hard not yeah. to lose your calm yeah. in all of that so Finding whether you got to breathe, whether you, you just have to take a minute, you know, obviously separate the offending children from each other. Um, maybe take a break from that math lesson if my, your my, child my, suddenly can't remember what a six looks like. My favorite is to give them a, a peanut butter snack so that, or a, give them a sucker, just something that they have to like chew on for a while so mm -hmm. it all gets real quiet like, <laughs> you guys are misbehaving let me stick some peanut butter to the roof of your mouth <laughs> oh it's the old dog trick. the old dog trick like it just that's just, terrible i'm gonna make you be we don't quiet. do that we don't do that 
But there are plenty of times. There are three days of the week you're not here. (laughs) (laughs) There are plenty of times where we will give our three and a half year old uh, a packet of applesauce, which she's got to suck on, right? And, you know, our older... she doesn't squirt it into her sister's hair like she did today. Oh, right. Yeah, today, true story, (laughs) our three and a half year old threw a half-eaten packet of applesauce at our older daughter and got applesauce all in her hair just before we were about to leave leave to go visit grandma who had um, a hip replacement (laughs) recently. We haven't gotten to see her in a few weeks because she's been recuperating. We're about to... The kids were all clean. They were both wearing pretty dresses so they could go visit grandma. And then our three and a half year old hungry she goes get a packet and she throws it and gets applesauce all in her sister's hair it's like how do i not just like shake with anger about like yeah we're about to leave and i need to throw this one kid in the shower right and she's crying and she's upset because it's got on her dress and she wanted to look perfect (laughs) for grandma the whole thing right and it's wild so i think it's it's really hard as parents not to lose our cool or to uh, you know to find ways through this so find find what works for you find the way that you can be calm. I'm not going to say that it always works for us because it doesn't, but you know, we're, you know, go back to what works for you if Absolutely. you can. So those are a lot of good ideas. And then ultimately we want to, you know, kind of come back to what we said at the beginning, which is if you are having issues that are beyond just normal anxiety and normal, you know, if you're having fears, re- recurrent yeah. feelings of you know depression an- or, depression or, or, or anxiousness gotta seek professional kind of uncontrollable stress you know you gotta find the right person for you and mm-hmm. and i can't state strongly enough you may need to try a few people on for size yeah if you- i have had other um friends and and family who have gone and and sought help from a counselor yep. and you know they've they've gone to somebody and they've been like oh they just whatever it's like okay you didn't find yeah. the right person for you. And then they had to try another one. Oh, okay. This one works better for me. I've always, um, when I look for a counselor, I always look for one that says that they're uh, a mother. I always want a woman for myself. This is just personally. And I try to find somebody who has family because I feel like before I even meet this woman, there's a kinship there and that we're both mothers. And I think that maybe she'll understand me more. And yeah. I've had really good success with, for that. Uh, the other thing about it, if you do need to, you know, seek some outside help is it's not forever. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I had this recurrence of anxiety last summer. I had five sessions. Mm-hmm. That was it. And it really got me grounded and really helped me through a really tough time. Um, and I, I came out the other side much better for it. So, yeah. you know, you, if you're thinking that means that you're signing up for a lifetime of therapy, that's no. not, that's not it. But sometimes we all need help. Um, and if you, if you feel that, you know, you're, you're having these feelings recur or you're not able to control the, the fear or the stress or, or the panic or the depression, you know, find the right person for you because we all deserve to be, to be happy and to be the best versions of ourselves. Um, and no one should ever feel guilt or stigma or weakness or anything because we might need some little help. Um, and, and I know that people just don't talk about this enough. I think, I don't know what the anxiety statistics are, but they're incredibly high. And even with our children, I see, I well, see this with our see, kids. We're seeing in general a rise of, of anxiety, um, you know, since the pandemic and then also yeah, acutely absolutely. with children, um, potentially or, you know, related to school, bullying, things of that nature, and also social media and access to the internet and things of that nature. You know, w- this is going to become a, a, a more, 
widely talked about issue of anxiety and fears and uncertainty. Yeah, I think it's just something that people haven't talked enough about. Mm -hmm. And um, it's something that I want to be really open with. And I'm open with my friends and my coworkers about this is a piece of me. I'm not afraid of it. Uh, but it is it is true, and everyone should get the help that they need when they need it. You've also embraced you know? you've also embraced the anxiety in a lot of respects because it is defines who you are. Like you you have this wonderful you know attention to detail, and that's one of the reasons why you are the you know in the role of your career as you are is that you do have this wonderful skill. But you know there are there's some downsides to this. Skill. Right, it's a pro and con. It can be a yeah. superpower sometimes being that. Um, alert and attentive about everything. It can also go way overboard yeah. like anything. Um, but we, we hope this is helpful. We just wanted to, you know, we just wanted to touch on this because we, we always think about our kids and their mental well-being. And, and our daughter being seven, she's really starting to have some more bigger emotions. And so we're kind of yeah, working through that. And it made us think about, you know, as we as parents, we got a lot going on in, in our mental state too. And we want everyone to feel like they're supported. And if, you know, you're struggling with something and it's temporary, you know, maybe try a few of these ideas. Mm-hmm. Maybe they help you out on a tough day and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember Matt and Ariel said, just just chuck them in front of Work It Out Wombats. It's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> take take a few minutes. Go take a hot bath. Exactly. Um, this, this week on our Thursday episode, we're going to be talking about creating an in-home sanctuary. Uh, which is what what we have done and some of the the things we've liked to do to put a calming space together. So uh, stay tuned for that. And we hope that this was helpful. You know, I hope everyone is feeling good, feeling calm and know that, you know, we're here. And if you want another sounding board, if you're having an anxious day and you want a sounding board, you can message me, go to the Facebook group, group, say, you know what? I am frustrated today. I am having a hard time. Um, we have just over 700 members on that Facebook group and I have to say very helpful it's it's a lovely group of people that are so supportive and and I think that if you if you come out there and say I, I'm feeling this way or I'm at my wits end you know if you don't have a, an in-person tribe this is a great group of people yep. that you can lean on absolutely so let's end it the way we've been ending it lately what have we been consuming so uh, of late I have been playing a lot of number blocks uh, videos for the little one as she um, has become more and more interested in learning her numbers and her letters and whatnot. She's about three and a half, going to be four here and by the middle of the summer. And um, she has, I have noticed, it's very, it's very funny now that I have two, that I see the learning styles are very different. And the ability for one to memorize versus the other one, you know, the older one, I still struggle to have her memorize things like, Hey, just, you know, memorize this thing, just remember it. And that's something that she just, you know, struggles to do. And the little one, you know, by far just will memorize things like, like nobody's business knows numbers, knows letters. Now this is Way. But she's physically chaos, so you know it's not she all is, great. Yeah, no. As you, as you said a few minutes ago, that you know there's pros and cons to everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, but I've been playing the number block videos, and she's been really enjoying these. And these are just—I think there's like seven or eight million subscribers to the the uh, number blocks channel on YouTube. I'll put a link down below in the show notes. Um, great video, something you could just put your kid in front of for about 10, 15 minutes and, and feel like, okay, they're, they're learning something here. Fun songs, really great animation, really fun and playful, very similar to like the story bots or the alpha blocks. I think number blocks and alpha blocks are probably done by the same 
uh, same company. They, they have the same look and feel. I, I would almost imagine, I, I would be surprised if they weren't done by the same people. Um, but yeah, great way to learn your numbers. And since she l- learns a lot by seeing and seeing rep over, you know, through repetition, I really feel like it's been helping her. She enjoys it. She She's good for about 10, 15 minutes. And she's like, Hey daddy, I want to go watch that cat video or something like that. <laughs> but you know, I can get 10 minutes out of it and I feel like she's learning something that is fun. Again, it's something I can do while I'm doing something else or I need a little bit of a break. I can turn it on to the Google home. You know, we have the mm-hmm. Google hub here in the kitchen and she can go ahead and watch a quick video on her chair while I don't know where the big one's doing. Maybe she's off, you know, doing something and I can go and get something done real quick. And yep, she can make lunches video. or things. It's a great way yeah. to occupy a few minutes and occupy teach something uh, educational. But yeah, getting the educational into it, it's been, it's been a really nice thing. So the number blocks from YouTube, um, and I'll go ahead and put a link in the show notes. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!